hello and welcome into Round Ball Roundup for Week 7. Nice little holiday break, uh, but we do have some action and some conference action slated to start up before the new year. So we've got a full day coming up on Thursday. Uh, If you're listening to this on Thursday, you've got a lot of watching to to do tonight, especially uh, with your favorite team, but every team in the conference is playing It's all going to be televised or streamed, I guess I should say, on ESPN+. Plus. So no reason to miss any of this. Let's get into what we looked at uh, from the last week. Overall, 8-8 record, so not below 500. Luckily, we've only had one of those weeks thus far this season. Uh, We only played one Power 5 opponent. That was Louisiana taking on Texas. We did fall in that one, so we were 0-1 with the Power 5 team's Last week, we were 4-0 and versus Division II or lower, uh, which is good. But at the same time, when you have to think that there's only four Division I wins in that overall 8-8 eight eight record, uh, that's not great, right? Um, half the wins were against subpar opponents. Uh, the good news is in most of those situations, the, the games were won rather easily. Um There's just two out-of-conference games left for the entire conference. Uh, That would be Coastal taking on Chicago State towards the end of January and South Alabama taking on Hartford sometime in February. Uh, We'll go through kind of some of the closer games from last week, uh, the ones that we had looked at to start the week out, which was College of of Charleston, uh, C of C as they're known. Going down to Coastal Carolina, we were hoping for a little bit of an upset there. A little bit uh, close early, but then, you know, C of C started to outpace Coastal Carolina down the stretch and, and won rather easily 83-69 in that one. Then we also looked at George Mason and Old Dominion, and what a game that one was. Came down to the wire. Looked like ODU really was going to lose that game. Um, they ended up coming down the court scoring with just – I think two point something seconds left or maybe one point something seconds left. Uh, George Mason came down, didn't really even get a good quality shot off. Old Dominion wins that one 78-77. So a great victory there for ODU, especially because it's a very regional game for them. We talked briefly, but we'll touch on the uh, Texas-Louisiana game. Unfortunately, uh, one of our better teams in the conference thus far in Louisiana goes down to Texas and loses 100 to 72 so not quite as close as we would have hoped but Texas is a very good quality team so not much to hate on there as far as the final score looks we did have App State travel out to Phoenix uh, for a little classic or showcase however you want to call that Uh, they went up against UC Santa Barbara and unfortunately lost not all that close of a game in the end unfortunately Uh, they lost 61 to 50 so Beat by 11 points, not great when you've got two teams that you thought might match up pretty evenly. Unfortunately, App State does not come away with the W in that one. In much of the same respect, you had Georgia Southern travel up to Ball State. Again, uh, not necessarily the exact same record going in, but two teams that you thought would be on the same level, hoping Georgia Southern could win that one for an out-of-conference victory. And uh, they fall just short, 58-54, so not a terrible loss as far as getting blown out or anything like that. But uh, you hope that score 
would flip, uh, and you could have taken that one the other way. Uh, one that I didn't have circled or starred for any reason uh, was the James Madison versus Coppin State game. Coppin State was, I believe, 1-9 and nine coming in. James Madison had almost the exact opposite record. I uh, thought this one would be very handily in JMU's favor. Unfortunately, they lose in double overtime, 107-100. to 100. So, James Madison, I believe, has the most 100-point games in the conference thus far. But unfortunately, 100 points in this one wasn't enough to get it done. I heard that there was some stuff with uh, referees showing up late. Uh, They kind of out of the game early, definitely fought back to get in it again. But unfortunately, just fall short and lose to what really is a bad Coppin State team. So very unfortunate loss there. We also had Mercer take down Troy, 82-79. Uh, not a great loss, but uh, again, Mercer is a Southern Conference team. Um, Southern Conference, for those of you who don't know, is actually a very good basketball team. I'd probably rate them quite a bit higher than the Sun Belt at this point. Uh, so not necessarily a terrible loss there, but one that when you got it that close with a team like Troy, who's already beaten Florida State earlier this year, you're hoping that they could kind of take care of business and uh, get that victory as far as out-of-conference slate goes. And then we touched on the Southern Miss versus UNLV game. Unfortunately, for whatever reason, this one really wasn't streamed anywhere that I saw. UNLV takes this one 74-63. The Rebels are just as good as they usually are. So again, not necessarily a terrible loss by any means, but you're you're hoping Southern Miss sitting up at the top of the Sun Belt could have taken care of a team like UNLV. Always going to be tough on the road there in that one. But, you know, again, you're just hoping that at some point some of these top teams can start taking care of business against some of these out-of-conference opponents and give the conference at least kind of a shot towards the end to possibly have two teams in the tournament uh, I don't know an early look if that is going to happen yet. Uh, as far as how the, the teams look uh, out of conference-wise, you've got three teams with just two losses. You've got a bunch of teams hanging around that 4-5-6 loss mark, and then you've only got one team near the bottom with a 4-9 and nine record. That's ULM. The Warhawks have struggled so far this year. But, again, those top teams, top three teams with those just those two losses – um, JMU was really close to being in that top team and making that four instead of three, but man, that, that loss to Coppin State there at the end was pretty tough to consider them one of the best teams right now. I think they could easily jump back into that conversation. So right now what I've done, you can go look at the standings yourself. We won't go through all 14 teams as far as that's concerned, but what I've done just to make it easy is gone into four tiers as far as where the teams kind of sit right now. I've got Marshall, Southern Miss, Louisiana as the top three schools Right now, pretty obvious with their records, but they've also had good competition and some of their losses, not too bad. Uh, James Madison and ODU are a very close second tier. Again, James Madison without that Coppin State loss, probably in that first tier for me. ODU, probably just outside that first tier. They've kind of come into their own here lately. Uh, Nice little winning streak, but some of those games have, well, most of those games have really been close. Uh, and if I'm going to put them in the top tier, I want to see them beat some of those teams a little more soundly instead of kind of just barely one in by one or two points. Um, but hey, look, they're still getting in the win column, so they're definitely in that second tier. In that third tier are all these kind of middle teams. Where's their season going to go once conference play starts? At this point, it's a big question mark for all the following teams. I've got Arkansas State, Troy, Georgia State, Coastal, and App State all in that realm. I just 
I don't see anything right now that says they're going to all of a sudden get hot and go through conference play and, and really light it up. I don't really see anything in the opposite direction either, but that's what I'm thinking about this tier is just kind of, you know, a little bit over 500 in conference play, uh, maybe a little bit under 500 even, but these kind of those middle teams probably going to end up somewhere in that same range towards the end of the season. And then the bottom range, I've got Georgia Southern, Texas State, South Alabama, ULM. Again, movement's very possible in these tiers, but before conference play starts, that's where I've got everybody sitting. As far as some of the overall rankings are concerned, just want to mention a couple of the top teams, uh, really, they're either in Tier 1 or Tier 2, uh, but these are the top teams. This is including every Division One team, so that's why I'm going to mention some of this stuff. Offensive leaders, as far as points per game go, we talked about James Madison scoring 100 points quite a few times. They are number one in the nation with an average of 93.2 points per game. So definitely a reason why they're up there is all those 100-point games. Uh, I don't know if that will continue come conference time. I think they're going to face a little bit tougher competition. But, hey, you get into some more overtime games uh, or some lesser teams in this conference, James Madison could stay a top one certainly could stay in that top five. There are three points better than the other average. Uh, Arizona's number two with only 90.2. So a ways for all the other teams to catch up. James Madison, number one in that regard. They're also in the top five as far as field goal percentage, shooting 50.7, an average of 50.7% from the field. Another reason why they're scoring all these points, right? Because they're pretty efficient when they come to shooting the ball. Uh, as far as rebounds per game, Marshall Thundering Herd, second nationally with 43.5 uh, rebounds. Uh, so doing great so far. Obviously, Hanlockton is one of the main reasons for that. We'll touch on him if you're not familiar with him going forward. And they're also in the top five as far as blocks per game. Tied currently with Alabama Crimson Tide. And if you haven't been paying much attention, Alabama Crimson Tide is pretty much just as good in basketball right now as they have been in football for the past several years. So definitely a good mark for the team to look at there, uh, averaging 5.8 blocks and then we'll go back to the point differential. James Madison ranks number two with 26.5. They are positive 26.5 in point differential. That ranks number two nationally. And now we'll jump into finishing out with what some of the individual players you may want to keep an eye on once conference play starts here. Uh, nationally, again, for all of this, this is not just the Sun Belt Conference. This is nationally right ranked uh, at each uh, spot here. So in points, we've got number 12, Tavion Kinsey in the nation for Marshall. He's averaging 21.2 points per game. We've got someone coming in ranked number 25. That's Jordan Brown for Louisiana, 19.7 points a game. We've got somebody just outside the top 25, rounded out with number 27, Andrew Taylor, also from Marshall. 19.5 points per game. As far as rebounds are concerned, we've got number seven in the country, Mika Hanlogden from Marshall, averaging 11 a game. Number nine, Assam Mustafa from Coastal Carolina, 10.5 per game in rebounds. And then just outside the top 25, rounding out the rebounds, number 28, Kevin Samuel from South Alabama, averaging 9.3 per game. As far as assists go, 
Just two guys on the list in this one. Number 17, Themis Folks from Louisiana at 5.8 per game. And then just outside the top 25, coming in at number 32, Tavion Kinsey again from Marshall, 5.4 assist averaged per game. As far as blocks go, we've got some guys that can really get it done. Number 11, Mika Hanlogden, once again, Marshall, 2.6 blocks per game. Number 18 on the list, Juts, oh, excuse me, Justin Absin from App State, 2.4 blocks per game. Number 22 on the list, Victor Buffato from ULM, 2.2 blocks per game. And rounding out just outside that top 25, number 34, Kevin Samuel, once again, from South Alabama, just under two a game at 1.9 blocks per game. As far as three-pointers go, uh, not a whole lot of three-point shooters, uh, Not at least, at least not a whole lot of great three-point shooters in the conference so far this year, but we do have one guy cracking that top 25, number 17, Camden Kerfman from Marshall, averaging 3.3 three-pointers per contest. That's a lot of threes, um, but uh, yeah, we can see why Marshall's up there near the top of this conference after how many players we've just listed off for them. We'll round it out with steals. Number 30, so no one in the top 25 in the conference nationally, uh, but number 30, Nelson Phillips with Troy, 2.3 steals per game on average. So easy to see why Marshall's sitting at the top. They've got a number of players ranking up there near the best of the best nationally with uh, every other great player that you could think of from some of these bigger schools. Uh, Marshall's hanging right there with them. Surprising to me that uh, not a single James Madison or Southern Miss player are on any of these lists, at least not this highly ranked. Um, But hey, that's also a good thing because it should bold well to show that they are a very solid team uh, that just gets it done. So we will continue to keep an eye on these guys. If you guys are matching up against these teams in the early conference slate, Keep an eye out for these players. These guys are the guys that are going to be need to be keyed on offensively or defensively, and you're going to have to shut these types of players down, uh, and hopefully that your team has a better game than than they do with theirs. But should be a great time to start watching this. Now we get into conference play. Uh, keep an eye out on the social medias. I'm going to be doing some daily videos, uh, well, daily for when the conference plays their slates uh, and trying to Throw out some score predictions just to have some fun with it. And uh, hopefully you guys participate in that. And we get to go on a little trash talk, a little, uh, you know, fire uh, under something here. And in the basketball coverage, I know that basketball has been great in the last few years. Hopefully that's changing with a couple of these newer teams right at the top starting this off. So excited to see what the uh, conference brings to us. And uh, keep an eye out for these guys moving forward. Thanks for listening. Check us out online everywhere else. Appreciate it.